oh, bloody hell, she back. You killed me. I got a little bambino. Please live now. Please live. Sure. Hello and welcome to There Was a Woman with a Funny Neck. So we're I'm funny Gary Forrestal. And Miles Pennell uh, here Miles as well. Miles with me here. Um, no, that was just, uh, that's that's just my little joke. That's one of the potential names for this show. But um, we went I with, like it. We went with D-Trout Spinners and that's what this is, isn't it, Miles? It is. It's a retrospective of the XFM tapes with Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkerton, who we are not. Who we are not. Uh, when you said that, it sounded like our show was with those people. Like, oh, I wish. <laughs> with, with, oh, with Ricky Gervais. No, there's no prospect. But ironically, Ricky's might, the only... We, oh, we might... I mean, we, Carl has officially said no, but he's, I think he's malleable and he could. we could get him, but I don't think we'll get any the others, really. I think Stephen Sadly. we could get. Stephen, maybe, but he's said no a... as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he said we haven't no, tried Ricky. Like Ricky's the only one we haven't tried. Ricky's the one who would never do it. We've always said that. But maybe, maybe yeah, that's all the more reason why he would do it, though. Ironically, do it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he'll go. Well, oh, when, throw him a maybe, bone. We'll have a little, a few beers and a bit of oh, red cheers. wine, and you'll contact his agent to probably start talking him. <laughs> that's how it works. Something you know a lot about. I've got a bit of a lottery addiction at the moment. And well, it's funny because I, I, I've played the lottery a lot and I often have said it to Miles, like, oh, you know, I've bought a lottery ticket. like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? About two weeks ago, he said he's bought his first lottery ticket and he's already addicted. You know, I bet <laughs> you don't buy as many tickets as I do. The thing is, right, it doesn't Terrible. seem like gambling when you do it because the site's so... it's. I mean, it's so easy to do, isn't it, gambling? It makes it... So, it's very easy... Well, since stuff has gone online, it's dangerous. It's it's like you can get. I, I used to work for Ladbrokes, a gambling company, and we used to get people. Yeah, you know, they were clearly addicted, but we couldn't. We had to. They could freeze their account, but we had to kind of take their instructions. So they kept coming back, putting bets, and you just know they didn't have the money for it, and they're just putting on every single horse race. They would call back, and you know, another one, another. It's it's very sad, actually. It's quite a terrible addiction because there is no endpoint. If you win, if you have a big win. That's not the end point. There is no end point. The, the addiction is gambling, whether you win or not. So if you Gary, win, look, then... all I want, all I want is a grand. All I want is at least a grand. And all then I'll I stop. A... Yeah. Well, why don't you I'll do stop. a bit of work for your company that pays Fuck you? Fuck that. Instead <laughs> no. of doing this podcast of, of an afternoon. I, I, it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? To uh, And that's something to look forward to in these times. But it's a beautiful day today. I'm excited yeah. to be doing this show. Well, relatively excited i mean um, i like how you swiftly move from gambling addiction to it being a lovely day outside it's kind of yeah. like uh, oh <laughs> well the oh, people in Lab- gambling but it's lovely the people in gladbrooks aren't going to know anything about this beautiful day because they're going to be inside in the shadows no yeah using les two what's that that's what that's what our system is called les two les two i don't know oh. if my mum built it or what but it's that's what it's called <laughs> les two <laughs> L-E-S and two uh, like eyes. That's how they. Like, uh, that's like how. That's how they sign off their greetings cards, isn't it? Yeah, that's how I sign off mine. Oh. Um, anyway, will be this Sunday, it's Sunday's Mother's t- Day, isn't it? Oh, it is. Bloody hell! What are you getting your mum? 
pots of flowers. Obviously. I've got flowers as well. The thing is, like, Miles I really want... is a mother's boy. I'm not, but Miles is no, which is lovely, by the way. He's got yeah. a lovely relationship with his mum. I, I, I envy it. And one day you could be adopted into our family. Well, I think she would choose me over you if it came down <laughs> to it. So I have asked before if we could swap mums. I reckon I'd get on with your. I think I'd get more on more of your dad than your mums, which is uh, ironic because I'm not very good with yeah. dads. No, but yeah, my dad, he's yeah, he's all right. He loves you. He loves yeah, you. Yeah, quite my right. Dad. Quite he right. Always too. Does, how's Miles? How's Miles? Oh, oh I nice. I ask how I am, please. No, instead of Miles. <laughs> no, it's fine. They don't want to um, know that. No, he's uh, he, no, my I would I do get on with my dad, like you know, in it, it's just that we're not like super super close family. I just keep my distance, you know, and it's fine, you know. My dad's got a good sense of humor, like I swear I got my sense of humor from was from my dad, was my not he must be pa- dangerously unfunny then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 like um he's like Patrick Keelty. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's uh. He, got, he bought me my first Harry Hill DVD and that, that sort oh. of changed my life, really. So. Wow. In, in fact, it wasn't DVD, it was VHS. That just shows Those how days. long ago it was. Yeah. Diana was still alive. Anyway. It was, which, which uh, we played last... Oh, so can I just say, guys, uh, thanks for bearing with us on our last episode. I understand we had loads of technical issues. Uh, hopefully yeah. that won't be replicated today because we've changed systems. We're a lot we more relaxed. Done, we even did a little clapping exercise at the start. We had a little exercise that Miles says we had to one, two, three, and we had to clap at the same time. And I think it's yeah. testing whether you said like whether they it sounded like they came at the same time, but it was like you know the end of the, maybe a Thursday. It's three p.m. You've got half an hour of school left. You're in year four, and you know you do a bit of like, okay, we're just gonna I'll, okay. either read your story. Sometimes you read your story. Sometimes it's like, you know, let's do a little clapping exercise to get get you get you unwound for the end of the day. That's how. Well, it hey, really it's was. good. People should be relaxed now because they're about to sit down with their favorite podcasters for another episode of Who's the Detroit Spinners. Who? Oh, so they like what's that? Louis Theroux. Yeah, Louis yeah. Theroux. <laughs> okay. Uh, this week we discuss episode 43 and this was originally broadcast on the 21st of June 2003. Carl's holiday in Cornwall recap. Rockbusters of Monkey News now ended according to Ricky but they do come back anyway. And Monkey News from Carl's dad and a Monkey News extra monkey business. I'll put a link into the description with the original show and then uh, you can join us for our little debrief shortly. All right. Oh, hi. 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 Hello. Oh. No, I think what? our listeners actually don't need to listen to the show. Probably like they, 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 they're so familiar with it. But yeah, it is good to listen to it before you hear our debrief because it reminds you of certain bits and things like that that you might have. What, what did you think of the episode in its entirety? In its entirety, I've, I loved it. I, I really like it. I don't like all of it. Um, there's It's a mixed episode. So there's bits like the Trojan horse stuff not for me it just doesn't really do it for me it's not the most entertaining chat the rock busters I've given 9.5 out of 10 excellent the clues and the answers just fantastic monkey news I gave nine out of ten with the bonus one on top it's, it could be a nine and a half out of ten 
Um, so they're very good. And you always know a show is going to be excellent if the Monkey News and the Rockbusters is great. And this show they are. The story about unlikely lust objects. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love that chat so much. Just the whole... And, and Carl is excellent during it. Absolutely brilliant. It's always, it's always funny. This is just a little side note. When they mention Tony Blair... Because mm. it, it is so, it feels so long ago. We've had a few prime ministers since then. Yeah. But it was like, it just really dates it. Because I, I put like, it feels like a generation ago, but actually it is a generation ago. It doesn't just feel like it was a generation ago. You know, 20 years is a generation. And it really dates it with Tony Blair. Not that I'm complaining about Tony Blair. It's just funny to hear it. Yeah, the story about Cornwall as well is very good. Uh, always like hearing about Carl's dad. And in fact, it's, this has got my favourite Carl's dad anecdote in it um, about where he just said, you know, when he dies, don't waste money on a coffin for him, put him in a bin bag. It's Which I agree my with. Favorite Carl's. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I, I've, I have used that line in my life and people have laughed at it. Like I've used <laughs> it as my own. I'm, gonna, I'm a thief there, so I'm going to admit it. But that line is very funny. We all do um, it. We all do it. Yeah, and then we've got more stuff about Carl's dad in the monkey news as well. So it's quite Carl's dad heavy. And um, yeah, overall, it creates a really good show. But as I say, I'm not, not a fan of all of it, but it's really an episode where it's an episode of two halves. The second half is like stellar. The first half, it's OK, but it's a bit more pedestrian, not 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 so hot. I know what you mean, because the Trojan like, horse stuff, it seems like it's like a very sort of generic piece of sort of stand-up comedy like observational light yeah. and it's and it's fine that like, it's all the things they're saying it's also ricky has used that before and and noah's ark and like phrases and sayings generally in his stand-up hasn't he like in the politics yeah he, he does did it well. it's funny. yeah because he weaves that into stand up like, with um the story of like the boy who cried wolf and he says don't don't tell the same lie twice and then the yeah. same with noah's ark uh where he goes oh, it's gonna take a while it's gonna, it's gonna... yeah yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. But the Trojan horse, I, I can't remember how it comes about, like who who starts it. But I think Steve just brings it up like out of context. Oh no, he's yeah, talking about uh, um he's talking about Tony Blair using that that as a metaphor, and then that's how yeah, they got. Yeah. So I I I do the little bits that I did like of that chat were a couple of little Ricky um, comments because he's very good at these sort of comments, like. Why did they write that? That's suspicious. And uh, let's will it and go to bed. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Those, yeah. those are funny. Like, I like those. You know, he's good at adding those little bits. But overall, it's not the most fascinating. But, you know, it's, it's OK. It's still all right. But just it doesn't hold up when you're comparing it to the overall quality of the XFM Ricky Gervais show as a whole. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's great about... Um, it's got a lot of Carl's dad in it, which I like, as I say. Do you like it as much as me? No, I, I love this, yeah. I just echo all of that. The, the rock busters are superb. <laughs> buy it, ferry, buy and ferry. Yeah, they <laughs> buy are it, ferry. What is that, Scott? They are. They are probably you, probably the best rock busters for me, actually. And then the deli meat tree D. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. And I will say it's going to be my favourite quotes. But one of my the favourite takeaway quote for me this episode is and meat tree and that just the sounding that, of yeah. like complete resigning to the fact that it's terrible and Christ the bug and the fact that Carl right. has to has to say it so many times in the accent <laughs> it's, 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 it's hang on I was going to get this wait you can cut this little bit out hang on a sec I just love uh Christ the bug <laughs> yeah 
it's, it's, it's the way Ricky just does that. Sometimes that's funnier than a laugh, actually. <laughs> so bad, aren't they? There is a lot about Carl's dad, and you you do get an insight into what it's like growing up there, and sort of the mad. I mean, Carl's had a mad life story. If you think about how mad his dad's is when he says the train story was talking about, he was eighteen, worked yeah, on Manchester yeah. train, three to four million pounds damage, shut down for four weeks or something like that, and uh, and then he gets paid for three weeks. It's just what? And the oh, bit no. about I, I don't know what it is about the. Uh, I, I was trying to validate that story, see if I could find anything like Manchester's okay. uh, like local press. Like, an, I've spent so many, so much of my life has been spent like, looking for pointless XFM related yeah. press articles, including the which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later. The unlikely lust objects. I've spent at least a good fucking hour on that. Haven't found yeah. it yet. But with a bit, I love about he said, oh, "I did my bacon and eggs on a little shovel." I just thought that's such yeah. a cute, such a lovely well, image. And then I was thinking. That actually would be pretty delicious, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like a over an open flame. Like it's like you know, it's proper. Yeah. Like Gordon Ramsay would do that in one of his video in one of his restaurants. <laughs> or but um, I, I, that's one Carl's dad story that I do actually largely believe. Like I do not believe. You, you can argue with me if you want, listeners, but I do not believe he picked up a, 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 a human child, a human teenager. Uh, took him out of a minivan and put him inside the wheelie bin, then went off to Thorpe Park where it was, came back and then picked him out on the way back. Well, something I I'm... don't believe that. But I, hang on, but I do believe that, 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 that that's the sort of story that I do believe. It's probably embellished, but we all embellish stories, but I do believe that happens to him. And it's quite oh, I, it's, I it's, it's, Yeah, it's a funny story. Something that I do contest didn't happen in this episode is when they do the monkey news and say, so a couple of my mates, Monkey's had a chip. Oh, so, sorry. A couple no, again, of actually, that's one. That's interesting, because I, I do kind of believe that. I do, oh, come I do on. actually believe that. When we spoke to Laurie, he was sort of saying, you know, the, his, his depiction of that estate. I can imagine, I can imagine someone with a chip. With a chip? Especially, a chimpanzee yeah, from yeah. a zoo, from an African yeah. jungle, in a metropolitan yeah. area. Yeah. When you put it like that, it does sound far fetched. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I do. Be- I do kind of believe that. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily disbelieve, but you know, it's because I think it's because of the fact that one of the people in the story was a drag queen or drag artist, which you know Carl's dad wouldn't be in favour of, but he told it to Carl like that anyway, and that kind of makes me think. Well, if he put that detail in, he wouldn't add that to something that wasn't true because he, he wouldn't like that to be in the story. So that makes me think it's more true. But I, I, might, I might be wrong on that, but that could be true, put it that way. But certainly it's not one that's like, obviously not like the putting the kid in a wheelie bin. And by the way, yes, I love the putting the kid in the wheelie bin story. I still enjoy it just as much, even though I don't believe it actually happened. It, it's still very funny. So I'm not saying, oh, you, you know, don't believe it or be miserable about it. But um, yeah, in the, in this episode, I largely, but like, I certainly believe he said, "Don't waste money on a coffin for him. Put him in a bin bag." Yeah, like, definitely. And that's that's not a story from his childhood. That was a story from his his holiday last week. So, oh, can you just imagine also Suzanne having to go away with Carl moans yeah. about going away with Suzanne's parents. She's got the raw end of the deal here, I having know, to go yeah. away with three people that are essentially Carl. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just literally imagine, like, Ricky like, takes the piss, doesn't he, when he goes, "Is." Suzanne, so why is the moon out at night and the sun in the day go? And all the mental stuff that goes on. Do you remember that time when they're talking about um, having to trudge through 
a field to save three quid. That's in series yeah, four. That's yeah, And then like worried about you know getting trampled on by cows just to save four fucking quid. Poor Suzanne has to put up with all this stuff on the holiday that the Carl's claiming isn't even a holiday, which I love how Carl what he constitutes as a holiday, but his attitude when he gets back from holiday as well, which is like, I'm back now, everyone has to work around me. Like Stephen, yeah. you might be busy, but You've got to work on my schedule, right? My time. No, but important. to be fair, I, I'm with Carl there because remember, we always say like he's the hardest worker out of the three of them, and like, yeah, he has a holiday. And again, Ricky's in this one, like he's sort of saying, "Oh, yeah, how many jobs? We've got loads of jobs." He's always mentioning they've got loads of jobs. He loves it. But um, I think, you know, Carl getting back and saying we should have a meeting. Probably it's the fact that the other two were too lazy, or certainly Steve too lazy i i'm more with carl on that because i don't think he's being arrogant saying you've got to work on my schedule it's just that he had a holiday and he wanted to get straight back into work you know I yeah i don't know i think there is a bit of that <laughs> just... do you know do you, do you know i looked up because i i didn't know when when they're talking about playing crib which is a lovely little anecdote have you played it outrageous. by the way no no nothing i haven't no it's you know it's funny it's a not it's a sweet one actually and i i do think i can see suzanne getting on better with carl's dad than carl like i think suzanne i think carl's dad is probably quite nice to suzanne and also like saying put him in a bin bag and stuff he's obviously trying to be funny with her as well like so i actually think it probably isn't like i think they're probably quite nice to suzanne they probably think fucking hell carl's lucky but to be honest, it sounds like both their dads are kind of big characters anyway, because when Carl goes to Christmas and he's quite upfront by saying, what, it's my, my 60th birthday and all you've got me as a, you know, cab. Yeah. So, so no just... one would say, you would not say that. I certainly would never, ever bring up the, I mean, I make a point of not buying people's birthday presents. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, and uh, the good thing about living in London is uh, you're kind of away from <laughs> anyone. Yeah, no, that's why I'm in Brighton. Yeah, just so we don't have to buy each other presents. I know. Um, well, we did. We did last year, didn't we? We, we did. Yeah, presents. and I, I gave you that office book as well. That was fifteen quid, which no, I'm still. Yeah, yeah, I did. No, you haven't. Yeah, you've you haven't got it. I'm oh, giving it to you? you. Oh yeah, you did. Sorry, yeah. yeah you did. Look in your dusty I, flat. I, I used it for um, firewood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, no. The thing about crib, I was going to say is when Ricky says one for his knob. I've looked I that up. That. that is actually a thing. Is it really? Yeah, one for you do say like one for his knob, like or two for his knob. I don't know what it means, but like that's not a like Ricky just oh, saying oh really? one for his knob, like one for his hat. Oh, I'll just say one for his knob. Well, that's Apparently, even funnier it's, anyway. Yeah, it's it's is. Well, that's yeah. like that's like when you said um, isn't that a Bay City Roller song? And I didn't know that was Cheryl Shangalala. You still loved it. I think it's just a funny thing. Do you know there are sometimes there are so many times in this episode, particularly when he's taken the piss out of, but the bit at the start where he's saying you want to jet back in from one your holidays. I can actually imagine their faces now. You know when you've listened to stuff for so many times, you're just like, yeah. It makes it funnier when you're like imagining their faces and they're like, because you know what Steve looks like when he smiles. You know what Ricky looks like when he laughs. You know what Carl looks like when he's sort of like gormless. Yeah. And oh yeah. That's, so I'm literally just animating them in my head, effectively, and it's yeah, just uh, it's a really nice thing to to imagine because it it makes it even funnier in a way. Like when we've talked before about you know Rick Ricky sort of teeing up Carl for a joke at Steve's expense. Yeah. You can so picture that just like Ricky sort of subtly smiling like a sort of 
creeping yeah, onto yeah. his face. The physicality of it, the where they've been sitting on the table. Because you yeah. see pictures of the studio thing. I don't know. That's just like a little detail that I like to yeah, play I, when I, I'm listening to the show. I think we all do that. And uh, I'd love to have seen more images or like actual... I know the uh, the uh, their internet camera in those days was, was not very good anyway, but I'd love to have seen a bit of imagery from it. But actually yeah. having not seen it actually makes it better in a way. As we've talked about this before with mm. audio, you can kind of have your own picture of how it is. And sometimes that's funnier than reality, but you know, yeah, you certainly. I think it is. I think it definitely is, and I love that. They talk a lot about uh, sayings in this episode as well. <laughs> I do find it funny when they say, "Don't te- don't nudge your granny while she's shaving." Now, is that what does he mean by that? Is it is he talking about literally shaving her face? Yeah, the way your granddad. Oh, no, her legs, her legs. I imagine. But I don't know. Okay, I mean, that's I'm a just... nice thing to imagine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but what's nicer, legs or face? If it's your uh, granny, yeah, I guess so. God, that is grim. But, um, that is a grim image. Something else yeah. that is a grim image because he says, "Um, something a phrase that he uses is don't teach your granny to suck eggs,' right?" Which I've always thought is such an suck unpleasant. It's, yeah. it's such an unpleasant image, isn't it? Just, well, you don't like because last week I said that my grandma has the saying "pot to piss in." You haven't got. A pot I to hate piss that. In. You don't, I, you I don't just, like that. It's, it's saying it's to also, grandmas like, you don't like. No, well, no, it's not. It's not that. She, I just, she I've said got very... bullshit to me this That's week. mental. Like, uh, yesterday, got... we spoke to her. She was like, oh, I love it when old people swear. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because I don't like eggs, I really got to sing a version against boiled eggs. Just there's something in the sort of nude nakedness of, well. of it. And the smell, and it's just, they're sort of squishy. And when yeah, you sort I don't of... really like them either. But the thought, I'm just imagining like an old woman sucking on a on a boiled yeah <laughs> it seems such an obvious strange. thing to say but uh, but do you know how it actually comes came about that phrase no i don't i don't so it's not clear but the oxford english dictionary and i've got a description here it's from a translation in 707 by j stevens of francisco de quavedo who's like a spanish author you would have to teach my grandmother to suck eggs. Most likely the meaning of the Id- idiom derives from the fact that the advent of modern dentistry and modern dental prosthet- prostheticies, many elderly people had very bad teeth or no teeth, so that it was the simplest way for them to eat protein was to poke a pinhole in the shell of a raw egg and suck out the contents. Oh, Therefore, oh. a grandmother was usually... Uh, already a practiced expert on sucking eggs and did not need anyone else to, to do it that sounds a lot how like crazy is that to me. no I'm come on that make, does make sense though it's that in the oxford dictionary did you say but if you think yeah so if you think oh, okay. right, sev- 1707 so 18th no, century no, you said 707 that's oh seven seven seventeen oh seven Oh, you meant seven. You said seven oh seven. Yeah, I was sounds like it was medieval pre- times. So, like, sort of thing. Pretty Patel would do with getting her numbers wrong, isn't it? A sort of yeah, satire. So a thousand way. years, you got it wrong. Yeah. A thousand years. <laughs> but how great! Like sucking out a little uh, fetus. <laughs> isn't that lovely? That, yeah, that is what you're doing. That is what you're doing, actually. I, do, oh. I quite like runny eggs, but I don't like um, I don't like hard boiled eggs. Really? What's your favourite type of egg? Email in. Spin this podcast. What do you think about boiled eggs? What do you think about boiling in general? (laughs) Let us know. Um, We've got to talk about um, the unlikely lust objects chat. Absolutely. I just want to say, uh, because we always forget, coming up, we will have, apart from this chat, we'll have uh, our favourite quotes, of course. 
and uh, some XFM in the community. So uh, when we go for you, and Gary picks a song, and and I've got it down on good authority that this week he has a song already lined up. I haven't told you that. <laughs> That's, don't, don't, <laughs> That's definitely, don't I've heard it. Team me up for failure. Uh, but yeah, um, Unlikely Lust Objects, one of the best, you're just going to come to that, one of the best segments on any show um, is the whole Unlikely Lust Objects segment, especially the beginning of it. And uh, like, just Carl, again, he's so clever, so clever just to say, Lanky Co. Right, because that's what it would have said. And the phrase, like saying, do I need to say anymore? This is in my favourite quotes anyway, but it's it's so clever because at that time, literally, you don't need to say more. Lanky co-writer is Steve Merchant in any context, exactly, in any yeah. journal, in any anything. Lanky co-writer is Stephen Merchant. Now he's got more <laughs> to his strings to his bow, but yeah, I, lo- I just love that so much. It's so funny. And also how he's coming up with a feature. He's just chilling in the room reading one of Suzanne's magazines he goes can you imagine how happy he was when he heard yeah and he read it would Steve be Merchant was there. It'd be amazing like, oh my god this is the fact that Stephen is actually in it as well because he's just a writer at this stage isn't he though he does the only bit he plays is the goggle-eyed freak but he wouldn't have been like a well-known no, no, phrase he wouldn't been, no no but that's he would have been you know he, he'd done certain interviews and things yeah. with Ricky there's interviews with him in 2002 so 2003 some people would have known who he was in fact he's perfect for that kind of list where you don't really know yeah. necessarily have to know all the people on it but like lanky co-writer that is is what steve was like literally yeah. <laughs> he was a lanky co-writer you, you say lanky co-writer there is only one human being on earth it is steve merchant you know so yeah it, it, it works so perfectly with Carl's uh, it does. little attack. But when he's reading that magazine, he goes, so I put that in, soak that up. Like, that's research yeah. to him. That's, that, his, that's, that, that's the feature. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that he used to do in our old show, Dutch or Otherwise. Gary would, he'd often read Heat magazine and would just use that for content. I, I just yeah. love how resourceful he is. I, I, and did, obviously, a, I, did, a, I did a weather forecast. Yeah, I think you've got an email from a, from a potential love interest later, haven't you? Oh, we'll come to that. Yeah, I've got a few. But, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a chased after man. But one thing about this episode in particular that's related to that is that this I, I usually feel quite sorry for Steve. I love it when he's the front of Carl's attacks and Ricky's attacks. It's funny, but I do feel sorry for him. But he, he's less sympathetic in this one because when... Carl mentioned saying it's a funny line. Well, I dropped the stuff I do about Lisa Riley. Steve's like, no, some people deserve it. And he's like, and then he goes on to take the piss out of her. So actually, I felt like, yeah, you, you do deserve it, actually, Steve, because you're quite a mean person as well. Like, it's just that you happen to be the front of people's jokes. Yes. So he, he is quite a mean person. Oh, God. Well, he does. And I, love, I love the jokes. You know, he, he's funny. He's funny when he does it. But I'm just saying he's quite a mean person as well. Yeah, well, if you think you've got to take into consideration, he's outwardly, like, dismissive of fat people as he puts it very much so yeah and uh but the lisa who where's lisa riley these days she used to be the mainstay of saturday night she she was on um she was on you've been framed after jeremy diesel uh yeah yeah i i I don't know what happened to her but you know she might is she still in emmerdale i don't watch emmerdale anymore but she might be in that i think that was the last thing she was doing is that what she that yeah, she played. Um, home, yeah, I th- think so. That's kind of how she shot to fame. Then she did. She was like, yeah, Jeremy Beadle's successor, wasn't she? Then it was mm-hmm. Harry Hill. 
and that'll be Gary Forrestal. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But I used to actually that was one show we used to sit down and watch was You've Been Framed. Never ever liked it. Never found yeah, it funny. My dad you. loves it. Like I, I've my dad's got a good sense of humour in other ways, so I'm not knocking him like that. But he he loved uh, oh let's sit down, you've been framed. We all sat down as a family. I just yeah, but do you know why that's think... funny? Do you know why that's funny though now? Because you've been framed time. effectively is just like meme Gee. culture and prank videos today because yeah like people joke about it but the internet is just cat and dog videos so people might not like you've been framed but they'll gladly sit through like you scroll for about a million cat and dog videos and be like because my girlfriend does it i do it i do like, i do that i do that i love cat videos and dog videos and dogs being rescued and things like that I oh love you'd it. love you've been but, framed then gary yeah no but that's not what you've been framed is it's not like a five minute cat video about how this cat's got rescued from a feral litter and you know a bit, oh you like those ones no i like those ones but um you know, you've got funny ones as well, but in general, I never found you've been framed funny. I, some on the internet can be funny, but I think you can easily just press stop. I think it's the fact that I was forced. It, yeah, not through it's, violence, ne- it's so never fun to, admit, to, but I forced yeah. to sit down through half an hour of that. <laughs> and you know, you've got the little bits where Beadle comes back in and does his little thing, and it's never funny. It's not Beadle's fault, right? He was given a script, obviously, but and he's not like a, a comedian, so. But at least Harry Hill made it, you know, a bit entertaining. But even with Harry Hill, I don't find it funny. No. Um, in the unlikely last notice, and I do find this, this isn't Steve being mean, but it's the publisher uh, or the editor. And they said, um, I'm not 38, I'm 25. Now, that is a good yeah. 13 years difference. I mean, that was yeah. obviously trying to be... The, the, fact, the fact of the matter is that that stuff probably happens, like, all the time, doesn't it? You know? people changing facts like like that's i don't even know why you would change that for a start but they're just looking at the picture and going oh, that's a bit shit it's a bit of a horrible yeah, picture I, no i think i think carl just just assumed she was about 38 and i don't know it's funny that she was actually listening to the show as well that's funny no 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 um, that's what it was that would that's what it would have been written down because in in the little article no 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 see i don't think so see the reason the, the whole point is that she emails in to say, look, Carl, you've got it wrong. I'm not 38, I'm 25. I can't remember when Carl actually says she's 38, but she made, it must have been cut out. Because it didn't happen. No, exactly. But why would she say, I'm not 38, I'm 25? Because that's what why the article she, says. She's, she's, no, but she's not saying, she wouldn't put in the article, I'm 38. And she didn't say, put that in the article. The person who wrote it put that in the article. But why? It was her article. Yeah, but they obviously change it after that, don't they? The the editor or I'm the journalist. Sure anyway, it's a very ambiguous situation. We don't we don't know what went on exactly. But well, how would um, you feel if someone said Gary Forrestal, forty five? Yeah, I would. Is desperately single and and fancies Lisa Riley. Hang on, you're adding a bit. That's like when uh, Ricky does. Um, oh, see the freak, see the freak of God, and then Steve goes, "You're not even doing the accent this time. You're not even doing the accent. You're no, just disguising the insult." Stuff. Yeah, I. I luckily I look about my age, but with the beard I do look older. So yeah, I I but I look around around about my age. But yeah, it wouldn't be nice. I don't I don't know I don't know who thought she was thirty eight or whether it said she was thirty eight or whatever. But yeah, you can sit in a grainy little picture. You could look anything. I've been on dates with girls that look completely different from their photo. And by the way, I say probably from the other way around. I probably look different to them in real life as well. Disappointing. But can I show you the can I show you the photo he gave me? <laughs> that yeah. Well, that's what it's like. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, 
but it's a great bit anyway the whole steve um steve yeah is uh, and i think another another interesting bit is we get an insight i always like these because we get fewer of them into carl's mum as well like ah yes i was going to talk and about we do that. with the rock busters blues like in previous episodes we get a little insight into her mind mm. he likes wine that man likes wine <laughs> um but this this is a love quite a lovely story actually like it's, it's, it's she sweet. wants to imagine her be an author it. yeah i have to confess i always skip that bit and i'll tell you what it's not because i find it boring or too sincere or i actually find it quite sad <laughs> genuinely yeah, well, i find it quite sad and also honestly i will cry you could show me like a holocaust movie or a, a murder and well, i'm talking about in film in film i'm talking about and it wouldn't cry but you put on something like babe oh, but i literally <laughs> be crying my eyes out i just it's animals you're like films. carl with, with uh, the elephant man um actually seriously and also the elephant man is one of the saddest films i've ever seen and i do i would cry at that but um, yeah, I don't. I don't cry at so, it's not sad though, is it? Oh God, it is one of the saddest. I'm with God. Like I genuinely think it's one of the, when he lies down at the end, knowing that I'll kill him. It's it's so sad. But um, this I can quite. I don't. I don't feel sad listening to this uh, dog story. Yeah, but I'm just imagining two little dogs running around, and one of them's an unloved dog. Is one of the saddest things in my life. <laughs> I just can't think of anything sadder. I know, but it is like that. Can you imagine little, little, lovely little dog there just wanted to be loved, like all of us? Yeah, but I mean, it's just a little story. It doesn't kill it. Does it really, kill it, it then. Really... Chuck it in the yeah, river. That... I know. Do you want a Nintendo? Kick the rabbit yeah. to death too. Kill That's the rabbit to death. Place. Kick the rabbit to death. Um, <laughs> I, I, oh, so you really skip that bit, do you? Like, in general, yeah, you just, probably it's just it for this, but of course. But I just. uh normally skip up I, it's just the sadness no, it's, so, it's such a bizarre just, thing isn't it because it's a fictional dog it's a fictional dog written by like, <laughs> a, a, mentalist. Woman, a woman you don't know like, no not a mentalist but it's just sweet that she wrote that story and it's probably for Carl and it does have a moral to it it's like you know value treasure the things you don't feel you should treasure in life because they're fun. but it's you know it, I, I never find it sad it is quite a sad story but you know, I can listen to it. I quite like it. It gives you a nice little insight into Carl's mum. Did you have anything like that growing up? Any sort of idioms or phrases or stories that uh, resonate with you? To, my grandpa used to tell me a story. I can't really remember it, but it is about something coming in through the Stuck. window. But a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nice then, yeah. no, 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 but it was sweet. And it, it was, yeah, he always used to read me that story. That, that, well, that would get me, that would check me up if I heard it now, but I... My granddad um, used to sing me because he's Polish. Um, he was, uh, uh, he used to sing me uh, Polish songs like nursery oh. rhymes and and lullabies, and oh. that was very nice. That was very sweet, yeah, soothing. Got, yeah, but it's it's very sweet those kind of memories. And uh, if I was to remember those things when I listened to that story of Carl's mum's story, that would make me sad. But in general, I'm quite happy listening to a story about a little dog. It is sad, but you know, it's not that sad. <laughs> it's like, got a happy ending. He rescues him from the lake. He does, and they're oh, all goodness. fine again. Um, do you know something else that does date the show a little bit is um the Harry Potter phenomenon? Yeah. Because that book would have been it was a uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Right. Which... I never never read one. Never read one, never seen a movie. 
You've never even seen the no, movies? Not at all. My What's brother wrong? used to, uh, like, in the very early days of DVDs, used to burn them illegally and sell them at school. Like Did the, you really? The, the first one, yeah. Very, very early on. When he was about 13. That turned out well for him. Yeah, he's doing well. <laughs> My mate used to do that same thing, but with LimeWire. Do you remember when LimeWire was the thing? Yeah, I do. Everyone was touring in. My friend used to do, like, literally get the case burn the cd print out the artwork on this like terrible like just it looks so you know, shit always you know, the... it was so funny everyone was like oh could you do us a new black eyed peas album it's oh, like, really why that was like adam why do you don't funk with my heart on on ripped desk why do you want yeah. that <laughs> in your day in your day that was more but the, i'm talking like 1998 or something ridiculously early what like or 1999 you know really early stuff and they looked the quality of them was shit but apparently people bought them he made a bit of money but um yeah it does date it the harry potter stuff but not too much i think it's tony blair being prime minister is what dates it for me but there's still a harry potter kind of craze not not immediate oh, craze right now it's still huge now, so it doesn't date it too much. Video but, um, games, there's like GPS games, there's the Fantastical Beasts. Oh yeah, Rick, I, Rick. I never ever got into Harry Potter though. I I was always more of a Lord of the Rings fan. I always thought you had to like. It was like Blur versus Oasis. It was, it wasn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean by that because everyone. But I'm not into either of them. I was like someone who liked, I don't know, Darth Silence instead. You know, Chris, but, you like Silence uh, sitting in bed and being lonely. Yeah, well, I loved yeah, I loved doing that. Yeah, but I think with Harry Potter, I think with Harry Potter, Ricky is right. It is a British industry. He's he's he, again. He's good with describing things. He's good with describing things. It is a British industry. Yeah, it is. She, I mean, it's hard to criticize her, and it's so easy to have a go at J.K. Rowling. But how can you have a go on other things like her views on transgender people? But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. But the, uh, I'll, I'll always remember. There's a great speech. I'd advise any listener to look oh, it yeah, up. Oh yeah, that brilliant. She did. We, I think I sent it to you, and it was part of her Harvard address where she got like an honorary doctorate at Harvard or something, and she did it. It spoke for about an hour, but. Um, it was about failure and it's so lovely her words about failure how how much she failed and about how you can how much basically it's about how much you can actually achieve in life but it was ostensibly about failure but yeah I, it's a fantastic speech so yeah of course her views on her maybe slightly um not not within in step with modern current thinking but you know she's clearly a decent uh, i think she's a decent person i do too should we wrap this conversation up but um I want just quickly to get your opinion on the monkey news. Great monkey news. And it's like a, a you get about three different pieces of monkey news in one mm. go. Um, I gave but the monkey news. I, I meant the island one, the monkey business. Yeah, yeah. It's just great the way he sets it up. It's all about how he sets it up, like if you the phrase monkey business. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I like it. It's not. It's like one of those that's. Um, it's not weird enough that it can't be. That it's. It takes away from the humour. It's. It's. It's not believable. I don't believe it. But it's. It's got some believability in it. So, it's. I. It, I like it. It's fun. It's. It's funny. Um, it's prefaced with a nut, lovely couple of stories about Carl's dad and his mates and the transgender, the crossdresser and chimpanzee. I, 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 I like. Great. Because it's <laughs> when he must be looking at these phrases that he does it, he does it a few times with Undreth the monkey. 
under yeah, uh, and he laughs at that one. And, and it's just funny how he how he goes, okay, how do I make Ricky and Steve? How do I come up with a story? Yeah, you know that makes it like well, that's like tell it came from. Yeah, yeah, it's just saying very slowly as he does, and he does it deliberately. It's not just because Carl is slow. He does know. He understands humour. I'm not saying he's acting. He's not acting, but just to say very slowly. So, um, have you heard the phrase "monkey business"? Just says it a very <laughs> lovely pace to it because it, it knows Ricky will laugh, and he does laugh, and it's 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 not my favourite monkey news of all time. That's probably drove to Spain, but. It's it's up there with the good, the very good monkey news. It's like last week's was average. I think it was the Russian monkey. So it's pretty good. Yeah, and the Rockbusters were, I gave, I think, five out of ten. Uh, monkey news, about six out of ten. T- today, nine and a half out of ten for each would be fair, I think. I think good. so. Fair ratings all around. Fair ratings. But now we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with our favourite quotes and XFM in the community. And I'm going to scramble around <laughs> ridiculously for a song. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it, you'll enjoy that. Stay tuned. <laughs> thing i was gonna say i just sort of said it slightly in the break was um uh you know ricky's fantastic line when steve says uh, he's talking about the people in the queue oh, of course she cried when she finished the last one and to come up with um no she might have been talking about dawn french with her chocolate orange she was advertising chocolate oranges quite heavily at that point <laughs> yes yeah, so. they're not it's not terry's their mind isn't it that was the tagline mind, yeah yeah. Well, that that is so sharp. That is so quick, isn't it? So quick. <laughs> it's just so good at stand up. You forget what ah uh, what a great yeah. loss RG was. Is. Yeah. Well, he's still with us, but he's you know it's uh he's not the same. But anyway, now I've got loads actually. I'm gonna have to cut down. I've got loads. Let's just say them really fast. It's our favourite quotes, everyone. Okay. Um, this is. I'm surprised you say they were good because. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the only reason you don't go on holiday is because you have to spend money and and then this comes straight back onto mine steve's made you look, look like actually i'm gonna say it let me say it because you've got to say it perfectly like ricky steve's made you look like a bit of a twat already and it's only five past one <laughs> and the, the laugh after that is a Hoo-hoo! oh yeah Hoo-hoo! yeah i was even gonna <laughs> well they're all right on tanks Oh, yeah, they're all right. There's a woman with a funny neck. Have you been to Cornwall, by the way? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's very picturesque, very nice. It wasn't the nicest holiday for, for other reasons, but, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, it was shit weather, but it was a very lovely place. Yeah, I like Cornwall. I went to St Ives, and it was... Uh, we went glamping in St Ives, and it was lovely. It was oh, genuinely okay. one of my best holidays. Like, Oh, really? How old were you? Oh, not, it was only about a couple of years ago. All right. Me and, my, me and my girlfriend, no, I, I liked it because I like making fires. Oh, not yeah, in a I kind remember. of Ralph Wickham kind of way, but yeah. <laughs> for, for violence. I'm not an arsonist. But I just, yeah. I, I love, I love like that sort of rustic way of living and the peace and quiet. And it was just so beautiful. And the food was excellent. And yeah, I would love, I would love to live in Cornwall if we didn't have to be here. 
No, I wouldn't like to live in Cornwall. I'd, I'm a town person. Like, I need to be near a Sainsbury's, you know, for example. But, I, but Cornwall is somewhere I'd love to what go about and visit. if I could guarantee you uh, a delivery of wine every week? Uh, what? Well, that's, that, that misses out four days a week when I need to deliver <laughs> wine. So, um, okay, so my next one. Too Shy. Oh, that was my next one. Oh, sorry. Damn, yeah. it wasn't Ascot or anything. Yeah, it wasn't ask anything. I've got to say this right. So I've written this down verbatim, okay? So you've got to say it exactly. Sorry, we're out of time. I uh, Sorry, your minute's up. You've won nothing. I was reading that question out. Question out. That's so hard to say right. So you did a good job. <laughs> I'll say, 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 say again. Sorry, we're out of time. I uh, Sorry, your minute's up. You've won nothing. I was reading that question out. This is another one that takes correct pronunciation. I am the fat bloater with fleshy legs. Oh, I am the fat bloater. read yeah. these books whilst listening to XFM. I was sad to say I'm the fat bloater with fleshy legs. Um, <laughs> and, that, and also, I didn't write this one, but it's just come up to probably get an email from him in a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay, this this again, this is one you've got to say. In fact, I've written it all in caps because that's how I said. So I, I love it. I just love it. And again, this is an example, a great example of Rickish quickness in creating a little character that's only alive for like 20 seconds, but like, make something funnier oh bloody hell she back you killed me i got a little bambino please live now please live <laughs> i think you did it better than him i think she had a nice shirt on or something yeah i think she, yeah. i'll check i'll check oh just the, the poor bloke <laughs> no i mean not poor woman first and foremost no, but then no. i would just haven't uh, he d- that just makes me think of that episode where he goes you got her name wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she was Barb. Oh, what does he say? Like she cursed you, I think. Something. I love this. Again, real sharpness from Ricky. You could in Cornwall. Yeah. Like suggesting they've got like seven fingers. Yeah. And seven a meat tree and that. I'm a just, meat tree and that. You... Oh, it's just the sadness in his voice. Just He's going, I know it's shit. He knows it's shit, yeah. I know. <laughs> just so bad. I, know. I love it. I love it. Is, it, is this a Rockbusters clue? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favourites as well. Is, it, is this a rockbusters clue? Sorry. <laughs> um, don't let the chimp answer the door if you tuck in your cock in. Yeah, yeah. It just it really does. makes you think of like that, that episode where he goes, "If you've only joined now, uh, you're finished." And the fella who can hand read an ass. An ass. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> it is a bit. Like... Just the, imagine tuning in, going. Oh, sorry, sorry. Is this like um, London <laughs> radio station at midday, sort of Saturday? Um, well, do I need to say anymore? Oh, that's just I, such I've a classic. There, yeah, it is. That has got. That has got to be one. One day we should do. Um, when we've done all of these shows in 2026, we'll have to like combine lists, make arbitrary lists. What of our favourite ever ever quotes? It's so hard yeah. to do that because. Well, our favourite episodes, quotes. Yeah. Our moments. We're gonna keep this going, is what I'm saying, Gary. This is gonna be our. Sounds like quite a bit of work. It does. To me. A lot so of... I don't know. I can't be bothered. No, we will do. We've got loads of, of episodes to go. Don't worry, mate. You keep you keep saying to me. You text me in the wits. Like, oh, oh we, we could do this after when we finished all the episodes. We're we're miles away from finishing all the episodes. When no, we go back to series one. Have a future plan, Gary. Yeah, but our future plan is the episode. Oh, anyway, we're not getting to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, my ne- my next one was I'm the bloke with fleshy legs. So I'll skip yeah. that. Kick the rabbit to death then, which I've already done. But kick the rabbit to death then. Do you want a Nintendo? <laughs> I've I got one more. I've well, I've obviously got um 
They might have been talking about Dawn French and her chocolate orange, which you've already said. It's but it's this is this is just funny because I just love the way he says it. You've got to say it right again. It's not like a funny quote in itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that? It's, it's towards the end. Like I couldn't even remember when I'm looking at it, but he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll find it if you listen to the show. Um, okay. If you're listening, listeners, um, comment and where what he says just before that but i can't remember what's your favorite quote email in spinnerspodcast at gmail.com or mm-hmm. on twitter trout no i was about to say trout underscore d which that's how oh, spinners God. podcast uh on twitter and that's something that all of these next people did uh for our next feature which is xfm in the community so did we just do a little bit where like you started a sentence and yeah well, we, we did that the other day though on text do you remember that Oh yeah, we kept saying yeah, we, twice. Like we said exactly the same time. We we anyway the listeners aren't. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. extra feminine community. <laughs> this is from Neil Doherty. It's a long one, so stick with me. Okay, thanks. Man. I've been listening to your pod. Your <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. You kept my bits in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've been listening to your podcast to much enjoyment these last few months. I've finally caught up and thought I'd say how how much it's appreciated and I've been enjoying it thoroughly as part of my daily routine. Although, as you have said, that a fan podcast can only go so far, I feel like this podcast does stand up on its own as I've been enjoying the random conversations during the intros as well as the Dutch or otherwise episodes and I feel you both have bright futures in the broad slash podcasting space. Thank you, Neil. Um, I thought I'd also mention a topic which you discussed a while back on the importance of bringing an audience into the Ricky Gervais XFM shows at the right time. Though this can apply to any topic as I'm learning in life. A good friend of mine who I worked with was a big fan of The Office and we'd often watch episodes together on Nights In. I love, love Nights In like that. Naturally, I thought I'd introduce him to the XFM show since he can quote The Office to a finer detail than to a priest to the Bible. (laughs) Without thinking much about it too much, I told him to start season one and listen to a few episodes, though I later regretted that as I could see that it never really hooked him like it hooked me. And I think he stopped after a few episodes. I think what Gary said about you having to buy into the show as a concept really applies here. And I guess it was easier for me to do so than for him. Though for me, I think even I would have turned off after a few shows if i had started on series zero for example Mm, i believe mm. a better strategy for potential fans is exactly what you have done in starting on the stronger season as confirmed by the poll that you did and seeing if people Mm. catch on from there as carl put your best stuff up front Mm, shame as by all accounts this person should be a fan of the xfm shows for how much he likes the office etc oh well maybe i'll try and link him to season two in a few months anyway i feel this is something that's definitely worth thinking about more often than most would would do so when trying to introduce others into things they themselves enjoy i believe that and i started watching the xfm shows around 2010 either from watching an idiot abroad or the animated series on youtube and naturally stumbling stumbling onto the xfm shows on youtube since then though i can't honestly remember uh, which it was first that i saw been listening ever since and do stay tuned neil because we've got the director <laughs> of an idiot abroad coming sorry in. you just said that twice why did you say i know again? i know, no, you I know what, so out. speaking about polls how about this for a potential future XFM community poll or, or community poll 
on most arbitrary guests we can put into the D Charts Winners podcast. Some potential guests are Peter Horton, oh, David, yeah. David Dickinson, which that every time I see David Dickinson, I always think of that shooting stars uh, joke, which is true or false, David Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Paul, Paul Ince, careful he doesn't try to take over the podcast. That's Paul Ince, one. that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> Chris Martin, I know he was on already, but I enjoyed the interview so much that I'd like to see him come back. Hello. <laughs> those university students who came on to get the points for charity. I forgot all about those. Oh, yeah, that's kind of right. I think it was for charity. They were like these posh kids, what they were doing a scavenger hunt. One of Carl's Do We Need Em guests to get some insight into what Carl asked beyond what was played on the radio. Apologise for this joke. Um, yeah, that's a really, that would be fun. And the woman who thinks she saw a ghost. But imagine, yeah, well, you don't like that. Seriously, you don't imagine. Like that. Yeah, I just imagine. Imagine Oscar. You don't know me. Hi. Next FM years ago. And yeah, I've, I've got one question for you. Well, how, what was that 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 day like? I don't want to know anything else about your life whatsoever. But I just want to ask you. No, we've, I've said. I. I. It's funny you mentioned that, Neil, because I've said I've mentioned to Miles we could get Peter Horton on or someone like that. Um, who who's the one who did? Um, I did. I did that mock-up on Twitter. Oh, okay, so no, 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 no. The woman. The woman in Children of the Corn. Linda Hamilton. That's yeah. another one. But um, yeah, no. Great email, Neil. Thanks for your. Thanks for the email in general. Really appreciate your comments. And I can relate to that kind of with my dad. It, it was kind of. He just. He just can't get into the shows and. Like he would love it, I'm sure he would. But yeah, it's kind of frustrating that he he just he doesn't he shows no interest really. He he loves like so in idiot abroad. Sit in front of a computer and go listen to this. Just I know. Listen to it. But he, he, it. To be to be fair, he has so li- such little time, so I can kind of understand. Yeah. But he could do it on the job. But um, yeah, no, thank you. And nice list of guests as well. Um, it's very funny. I I agree. We could have all of those random people on. I'd love it. But um, yeah, we've actually got a couple of guest lines up, as Miles says, a couple of um, real guests. But they're more to do with the office and an idiot abroad than this show. But yeah, thanks a lot for your comments, Neil. Glad you're a listener and you remember things like you remember that poll we did. You're right. Series two did come out on top. We we didn't just start on series two randomly, as as you kind of acknowledge. It's it's we we felt it was the most known series so if we started on series there's a lot of xfm fans i think who don't go into they don't dip into series one that much but everyone knows series two so we are going to go back and do series one but we thought we'd start with series two for that for that very reason it's also so exciting like joining at that moment when they've got that dynamic but you know there's so many well-known episodes like series one has its moments for me but um it's not as consistently good as series two by it's not as funny someone made a good point i think on the poll uh it was said they said something like series two definitely hands down um is the funniest series one has is a lot more real and kind of innocent and not it's not as um, it's not as constructed as series two. Not that series two is constructed, but it is a little bit more. You know, they know their roles by then. But whereas series one is more real, and that makes for quite sweet radio. But it also doesn't make for quite as funny radio. Having said that, there are classic moments from series one, oh, and absolutely. I like it in general. It's brilliant. But it's they haven't settled into their roles within the show, and particularly Carl. 
because by now that's these little things we're talking about this episode like where he says you know have you heard the phrase monkey business and he just pauses it's like like that's part of, he knows his role by that stage i'm not saying he if he was saying that story for, for a start he would never tell that monkey news on series one he just wouldn't he didn't he didn't kind of suspend his disbelief that much but by series two he tells monkey news that's funnier but on series one he's not as kind of he's not as into he doesn't quite get his role because it's a very strange role i'm not criticizing carl at all but his role is fluid and evolving in series one and then by series two it's kind of baked in in the early episodes of series two so it's an interesting place to start which is why we started there so there you go that's a little insight thanks very much uh, sorry, I switched off, mate. You're boring me. <laughs> oh, well, 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 edit it out then if you don't want to. <laughs> this one's from Stacey. Hiya. Just listen to the newest podcast episode. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, thank you for putting up with the terrible yeah, audio. I hope we've rectified it now. <laughs> Honestly, that was a fucking nightmare to edit. Oh, I'll be we, honest we, with we, you. We recorded that on about 12 different platforms. Zoom, <laughs> Telephone wire. Tins. Gary talks about sleep paralysis and asks people to get in touch about it. I also have this. It's fucking oh, I'm horrible. So sorry, Stacey. It's the worst thing, isn't it? You wake up. Well, you sort of wake up, but in that weird half asleep like state. So you're already a bit spaced out yeah. and literally paralyzed. So you just have to lie there with your mind racing and unable to move. It's horrific. And in the past, I've tried to call out while it's happening and ended up just blowing huge raspberries with my lips, which is hilarious in retrospect. But at the time, it is horrible. Oh, Stacey, that's thank you. For, it sounds like there's more to that. But I'll just yeah. say it's um, yeah, that's really I hate the fact that you suffer with that. But thanks for getting in touch and letting me know. It's kind of it, it kind of makes you feel like you're not as like alone with it. It's just a it's it. And, and I can tell you, you totally get it. It's very hard to explain to someone who's never experienced it just how bad it is because you're paralysed there and you're kind of, to be paralysed is such a scary thing and you're moving, you're trying to, well, you're trying to move, you're trying to move. And the thing that I get, I don't know if you get this, Stacey, is where you kind of, you you say go to move your arm and to, to move your body to the left to kind of show that you yourself you can move and you do it right but then suddenly you're back to where you were and you hadn't moved at all it was it was a little dream that you moved and that's so it's just like oh for fuck's sake it's very odd but yeah Stacey thanks for she continues I don't have it as much as I used to but I've done a bit of research about it and basically nobody really knows what causes it stress has been suggested but I feel like they always slap that label on something when they haven't got a clue why something happens it's the same with twitchy eyelids thing are you aware of this phenomenon also I've read although it's horrible some people have sleep paralysis worse when they wake up not only are they paralysed, but they also hallucinate. Usually that there's something evil in the room or something. Yeah, I, or that's even if what there's I... a giant demon sitting on them. There's even a famous painting depicting this. See yes. the night by Henry Fuseli. I've Be seen interested it. to know if Gary is ex- I've seen that as well. As always, love the episode. Brill as ever. Thank you, Stacey. Really well, appreciate thanks. that. First of all, I really appreciate it, Stacey. Yeah, it's um I've been reading that too, and it's I do get the thing with the demon, and it is like I don't believe in demons and things like that but it is so close to being possessed and yeah throughout history they kind of that's what nightmare referred to not a really bad dream but actually sleep paralysis and uh 
it's it's so horrific that it does feel like being possessed and it's kind of like you're 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 in between states of being awake and asleep so your body you're you're awake but your your mind hasn't caught up so you it's par- paralyzes you which it does when you go to sleep so that you don't move around too much it paralyzes you your body does that what is it rem no, well, REM's different. That's just rapid, you know, dreaming. But if you're dreaming when you have sleep paralysis, so if you're also in the middle of a dream, it's it becomes even worse, like even scarier, because yeah, you do feel like you're in a demon and things is sitting on you. But I, I've also read, I was only reading this week because we were talking about it last week, so I was reading more about it, and um, it can like be used like if you're aware of it you can control it you can control your emotions and and not like and actually it is basically the most creative that you can ever be in that space you doesn't feel it at the time but because your mind will never be so awake and in the conscious present so you can actually a lot of writers and artists and things have used their time of having sleep paralysis to come up with ideas that they then write down. So I'm going to try and think of it like that. Not that I'm an artist or anything. I've got anything of, of value to say to the world, but <laughs> I will try and use it as like, well, right, I'm I'm not going to panic this time. I'm not going to panic this time. But every time, you know, so far you do panic, even if you think you're not going to, because you're paralyzed. And yeah, it's just horrible. But thanks for getting in touch with that, Stacey. Really appreciate that. It's not nice to hear. It's not nice to hear you've got it. But um, nice to hear you you'll share your views on that. I've got a lump if anyone's able to like email in and let me know. Is what Mars that, has a lump. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. Mars That's has had a true. lump since 2012. I have looked directly in Mars's <laughs> mouth for lumps in his throat, like oh, more true. than once. Because he's so... But anyway, no. Um, but anyway, yeah. Any more? Is that... Is that uh, that's, one those more. were lovely one emails. One little more. One, one yeah, tiny. Yeah, great, great. This is this is a, a poll that we put out recently on Twitter. I thought it'd be quite interesting to discuss the results. Uh, it's anonymous Twitter as well because you can obviously only put four four results when you obviously mm-hmm. want to do more. So you've got to be really selective with who you put. Anyway, I put out earlier funny phone calls. So I was trying to find out who was the the funniest uh, person who, who rang in, and they don't do it much. Uh, but they, the one time, the few times they do it, they are quite funny. So I've got calling about your plugs. I think his name was Nicholas something like that he's a fucking raging homophobe i think <laughs> i mean he definitely is uh, i've got the bowie tickets which is we'll call him oh, no no I'm ju- he says i'm just ringing up for bowie tickets <laughs> and steve goes what piss off uh then i've got uh if carl could actually give it a lick uh, get it, give it a luck that, that's give it a uh, luck. and i've got um you're the soundest station in the area he's just bloke. weird he's just weird oh, i feel sorry for him yeah I'd like uh, it. okay so who do you think there were 67 votes who won out of those uh give it a look do you think it was i'm calling about your plugs oh okay yeah i don't <laughs> he's he's offensive but he is funny so yeah, he got a thirty-two percent of the lion's share. Lion's an animal. Yeah, uh, then, <laughs> so Emma says all amazing, but Neil was so so good and <laughs> such a pro. Pro. Um, Alex Shaw says Jonathan Ross, both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Yosef um, actually sent in 
um, Do You Want Some Free Beer, which was on Series 0 oh. or Series 1, I can't remember. I, d- I did reshare it on our Twitter, so do head over there if you haven't heard that slice of audio. It's very, very early, and Ricky's basically trying to persuade someone to... Oh, that's um, Series 0. That's Series yeah, 0. Yeah, it's... That's it's yeah. At his the weird at his weirdest and at his most natural and he's just he he's so calm and funny and yeah he's yeah. so playful like like we said before Ricky's lost his sense of playfulness but this is Ricky at his most mischievous yeah and his most sick and I love him for that and bear in mind during series zero that was actually one of his like proper income jobs like. He, he wasn't earning big money like it that was actually his job to try and keep you know so he all right in by series two it didn't matter if he lost his job on xfm anyway he's he's doing all right but then back then i'm not saying he was poor or anything he probably had a bit of money from his shauna dancing days but he needed that money he needed that job yet he was yeah. so kind of like laissez faire with i wanted to get marianne marianne hobbs on who does six music now and there are audio clips of Ricky Steve with her, but you can tell she was not having any of it. It's not like oh, she really? was good human. Like, yeah, it's very awkward actually because. She's Why do you want to get her on then? I don't want to get her on for that exact reason, but I I would because I think she'd only make bad things. I mean, there was one story that I read that uh, Carl made Gail Porter cry. Do you remember yeah, Gail Porter who had done? Yeah, um, alopecia. alopecia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's quite an infamous story now, but I was just thinking, God, those those three actually, they must have been really difficult to be fair. Carl included as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. They they they, they they're difficult probably, people. They're very offensive as well. Yeah, they're all difficult to work with in, in in their own ways. I think Steve probably would be the easiest to work with, but Ricky and Carl, for different reasons, very difficult to work with. But still, I'm not saying if if you are listening, Ricky, Steve, or Carl, I'm not saying don't <laughs> come on the show. You know, do come on. No, but um, cheers, Yusuf, as well. Uh, if I, I always say, if Yusuf suggests anything, um, it's always going to be good. So I would go what are you back. Saying and, about and everyone watch. else, what are you saying about? No, everyone else is great as well, Miles. But <laughs> don't try and put me in the shit. But um, I'm just saying, Yusuf, Yusuf is very good. Great. Um, yeah. And if you have something you'd like to share on the show, either some an audio clip or an email or a favourite quote, uh, Spinners Podcast at gmail.com or Spinners Podcast on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, Duchess underscore Penal. Gary is hidden from the internet. He's eradicated his existence on the online space oh, Try and track down. he doesn't he doesn't have anything you won't be able to find anything on gary forrestal not until all this shit comes out about me you know from <laughs> the past no no i'm joking um do you want to hear my email this week yeah go on i'm just gonna find it hang on um this is this is from lick me now hello Are you a fan of the show or Well, we'll see. Hello, I'm sorry to bother you. This might seem strange to you, but I'm just seeking somebody who knows what a woman needs. And here I do not just mean sex, but much more. How to spoil her, talk with her, caress her, to look deep into her eyes and tell her how beautiful she is. All these romantic things that men or even women today have forgot. Not my mum. Are you still like that? You still like a good romance with feelings, with some more than just sex? I hope so. This is why I've also joined Lick... Bear in mind all of that preface. This is why I've joined LickMeNow.WomanDating.Online as I am tired of all the lewd and gross messages I get from all these horny men who, who only thinks with their penis. I am more than that. Here I know I can feel safe and anonymous. Are you the knight on white horse? Then write me fast. Lick me now. 
I, I don't think her name goes with the sort of tone of the, her message there. She, night, quite... night, <laughs> night on white horse. Night, are you are you a knight on white horse? But yes, also, so... I like she said. I know I can share this anonymously. Well, we've she'll... now shared it with at least four hundred other people. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she. Well, I don't. I don't. She didn't give her a name out. I don't think her real name is her christened name is Lick Me Now. So I think it's all right. <laughs> but um, I'll uh, I'll, I'll maybe I'll send her a link back to one of our shows just to yeah, see what happens. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. We've got one more bit apparently, have we? So good that you haven't forgotten it. <laughs> no, I've got a song. I thought of the song as well. Oh, bloody hell. So, yeah, this is the D Chart Spins Library. Each week, Gary and I, well, I, I do. Gary doesn't so much like it. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Chuck a song into our Spotify playlist, which you can listen to and buy a, a lot of Oasis in there, lots of Brit pop, but um, basically songs that sort of sum our little personalities up. Uh, what's this week, Gary? Well, this week, I've I've picked, because um, of, 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 it's like in the news, I've picked a Queen song. Because you know, oh, the track your mouth, really. No, 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 I was going to put a Queen song in as well. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. this is uh, let's see if it's the same one. This is um, one of my favorites. I don't think I put in before, but tell me if I have. I don't think I have. It's um, Who Wants to Live Forever? Oh, good. <laughs> Who wants <laughs> to live forever? Yeah. I, I love that song, and we, we haven't got any Queen in the playlist, so that's that's brilliant. Oh, so are you putting Queen in too? Are you? Yeah. My song is uh, The Show Must Go On because I, I like the sentiment. I think Queen are just uh, the best feel good band, and it's beautiful weather outside. And I can imagine um, just really enjoying a bit of Queen, sticking a bit of Queen. And The Show Must Go On, that was what um, you didn't see any of Bill Bailey on Strictly Come Dancing, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, but he's he did uh, his final performance. He ended up winning it, but it's, he danced to the song. And it's just such a euphoric like the message of it like queen always have a good message with their songs don't they it's like the show must go along it's just such a great sentiment particularly. yeah they're, and they're very simple simply told stories it's no there's no um there's no contrivedness to it they're very they do yeah all right they're not the most cleverly they don't need to be no no absolutely they don't need to be i completely agree that's my point they don't need to be as long as you do what you do well if they didn't if the songs weren't good, if the songs didn't hold up, you could criticise them. For, but the songs hold up. They're classic. Some people hate Queen. They just say they're just, you know, fantasy sort of I rockers. See who you can know. Hate, I don't see how anyone can hate Queen. No, they're, they're just amazing. And uh, there's quite a few songs from Queen that have uh, that don't have Freddie Mercury on, on vocals, if you if you go. There's quite some interesting songs. Like something about this is this is my car. I know what one you mean. Yeah. What's it? What's it called? That's that's not um that's that's a song written by one of the other members about yeah. it, and it was about their car. I'm in love. I'm in love with my car or something. Yeah. That's yeah. Just... They they didn't write. They wrote. Yeah. The, all all of the band basically were the writers. It's not like it was just Freddie. But Freddie was is amazing. What's the uh, you worst? Can't not love him. What's the worst Oasis song? Well, uh, what probably for me it's Hey Now, which is funny because it's on my favourite album almost. Why is that your worst song? I think it's um, it's a bit slow. It doesn't. It's not catchy, and it's. I mean, Noel Noel would speak about it to this day. He quite likes Hey Now, you know, because it's and and I always think if someone picks Hey Now as their favourite Oasis song, they're just trying to do that thing where they're like oh, they're, they're 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 
allocating themselves a personality uh, based on a contradictory opinion yeah. about something. So I don't think it, but I have heard, because I'm only saying that because I've heard, I've read, read someone. I else. Hate someone, that said, well. someone said their favourite song was Hey Now, and I just know it isn't. I just know it isn't. And um, it just can't, well, I, just, I don't know, but I'm, it's very unlikely. So that's probably my least favourite Oasis song. You'd rather song someone just say, I love, I love Wonderwall, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, and I was honest. Like someone asked for my my top ten, didn't they? Of like my track order for mm. uh, what's the story, morning glory. And I said I did it, and I said I put a lot of the biggies at the top. Like don't look back in anger is my favourite, just because it's a well, it's this big, well known, commercially successful track. It just happens to be my favourite on that album, or one of my favourites of all time. And doesn't mean I don't. I'm not a huge Oasis fan, you know I am, but I, do, I, 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 have, I have no, yeah, I've no shame in picking a big, huge song as one of my favourites. But anyway, we're getting too much into that. Those are our two songs today, two Queen songs. So go and enjoy them with your, with your apple cider and your, your, <laughs> your you know, whatever. How I can see, is I can that? see the blue sky behind you. It oh, looks yeah. lovely. It's beautiful, right? How oh, exciting! Yeah, same here. Oh man, I can't wait to sit and work for the rest of the day in my room <laughs> yeah, yeah same same anyway uh, i've enjoyed doing the show yeah oh are you really i'm practicing yeah i'll be doing it gary's um gary's gonna do a stand-up routine everyone if you didn't listen to last week's episode he's got onto this is it called it's called make me laugh yeah you can check a, that out on the laugh. google search make engine laugh. make him make laugh. laugh yeah i'm on the line on, on the bill do a little five minute set him talking about no, it's, it's about uh, it's about nine minutes but we're allowed up to ten. minutes yeah now if i include that extra bit i'll tell you about i don't know i don't know it's all i'm very scared we'll see oh uh, anyway we... yeah it's just one of those yes 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 uh <laughs> what was that i don't yes, know yes yes <laughs> that's it that's like working when ricky goes up. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my wrapping up voice. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for your company. Uh, and do join us on Patreon if you would like some extra shows. I've seen a couple of new people join us. So welcome to the club. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay. Oh, there's nothing I can add to that. But thanks very much for getting in touch, those who have. See you later. Mm-hmm.